Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness with your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Rob interviews expert coaches, executives, and athletes about mental toughness and their hinge moments. The hinge. It connects who we are with who we've become, and it only takes one. And now for your host, Dr. Rob. Once I graduated from college, I had sort of moved away from that and um, really just put all of my efforts into my career. And I wasn't doing anything athletically. I wasn't working out. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing anything. And go, just going and doing that triathlon, it kind of got the competitive juices flowing again. And it just got me, it was so exhilarating and so motivating and inspiring. And I loved being out there and seeing people you know, of all different ages and sizes and, you know, it was just, it was so cool. And, and literally in that moment, I stopped smoking, I went and got a bike, I started training and, and from there, like my life just took a totally different direction. This podcast, 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness is brought to you by our sponsor, SOS Rehydrate. It's an organic drink mix as effective as an IV drip. It's proven by science and used by elite athletes because only the best will do for elite athletic performance. So for all your hydration needs, our listeners today get 15% off if you enter the code mental toughness at INeedSOS.com. This episode is brought to you by Some Sleep. Go to getsome.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-M.com. We all deserve a better night's sleep. You drink one can 30 minutes before bed. It's that simple. This awesome blend lets you not only fall asleep fast, but then wake up feeling absolutely refreshed, not hungover or foggy. You're going to absolutely love this product. And in fact, if you go to getsome.com and enter in the promo code Dr. Rob Bell, D-R-R-O-B-B-E-L-L, you get 10% off. Guarantee you're going to love this product. Go there right away. So my guest today grew up as a nationally ranked runner and, and ski racer. She, uh, after graduating college, then she went into Wall Street and investment banking. Uh, was actually even to the point where smoking two packs a day and hearing her story, like just eating horrible and, and you know living the American dream, right? But <laughs> yeah. on a bet in 2009, she discovered the triathlon. And, and during that time, she absolutely fell in love with it. By 2011, she left her job full-time, became a professional triathlete. Since that time, she's won three Ironman titles, six half Ironman title, 70.3, third in, in World Ironman in 2016-2017. In She's finished seventh in Hawaii uh, in 2015 and 2016 Kona. Her goal is to win the Ironman World Championship. So maybe maybe we dedicate this podcast, this podcast episode to Madam Pele. Um, <laughs> yeah. My guest today is Sarah Piampiano. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So with this 15 minutes of mental toughness, can you can you share with us what, what is mental toughness to you? 
I mean, I think it takes on so many different facets, but for me, what it comes down to is an unwillingness to ever give up. You know, you, in, in any aspect, whether it's just general life or in sports or in your, you know, in, in work or, or anything, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. And to me, it's just the ability to kind of weather the highs and the lows and keep a really kind of level head and just keep trudging forward and sort of show up every day and get the work done or, you know, in a race, you know, manage the lows and just and, and know you're going to come out of it and, and just keep giving it your best and, and kind of not ever really giving up. Yeah. So for me, that's what mental toughness is all about. How does that play into them with your training or even in races about never giving up? How does that, how does that play out? Um, so I have a philosophy that you always finish what you start. So, you know, in training, there are many days when I show up and my body does not feel good and I can't hit the numbers that I'm supposed to be hitting or the paces that I'm supposed to be hitting. But rather than giving up on the session, I just modify the session down. So, you know, if I'm supposed to be running something at a 520 pace and I'm not hitting 520 pace, I figure out what pace I can run at, maybe it's 5.30 or 5.40 or 5.45, six minutes or something, and I complete the, the workout to the best of my ability on that day. Um, and the same thing in a race, I mean, I think that you show up and you hope that you're going to be able to perform at your very best, but if you don't, it's really about then not totally shutting down mentally and either quitting the race or, you know, just not giving 100% of yourself. For me, it's still about giving 100% of myself and finding every ounce of speed that I can get out of my body, no matter what pace or speed that that might be yeah. on the day. So that's, so. you know, so that's fascinating. I guess the piece that I like is, so you'll, you'll kind of adjust your goals then to fit where you are that day. Um, yeah. That's fascinating, I guess, because a lot of times I, I think we think of mental toughness as, well, either I won or I lost, and it's all or nothing thinking. But your philosophy then is, will you adjust, adjust your goal, and then do your best on that piece? Is that about right? Yeah, I mean, I just I, I think that it's very seldom that you, you know in training you're not going to show up every single day and and perform really really well every single day, and in races it's the same thing, and so. But you race for a reason, you know, you race to get more fit, you race for the experience. There's always something that you can take out of the race. There's going to be, particularly in Ironman or 7.3 where, you know, they're, they're pretty long in duration. There's going to be moments that you do something really, really well and there are going to be moments that you don't do things so well. And if you just give up as soon as things go south, you're not really affording yourself the opportunity to a learn as an athlete and and I think evolve as an athlete and, um, and and grow, but also you're not giving yourself the opportunity to go through the really positive experiences that you might um, experience in that setting as well. Um, you know, I, I see athletes who will go out on a training day and if the training's not going well and they're they're feeling tired, they'll just give up and they won't they won't finish the the session or. You know, they go out in the race course and they're just kind of not feeling it that day. Mm -hmm. And it frustrates me because, A, I feel like it's, I don't know, 
I mean, it's very seldom that you really have a perfect day, but I feel like you're selling yourself short by doing that. But I think that it's also kind of disrespectful to the athletes that you're competing against as well and, and disrespectful to yourself. So yeah. I don't know. I just, I always believe that if you can finish a, if you can finish, you always should. You right. know, if there's, if you can't medically finish, then, you know, that is what it is. But yeah. So my there's kids. always something to be learned. My kids are going to love this because uh, I had an ultra and um, and at mile 24, I mean, I just had projectile vomiting. I was just just so sick and, and yeah. got pulled from the race. And But two hours later, after I got past the chills and the dry heaves and everything, I went back and I finished that race because that's the philosophy that I get. I kind of told my kids, I said, well, I didn't come here to paint. Like, I came here to finish. Yeah. And, um, so I'm glad that, that that was definitely your philosophy when it comes to it as well. Uh, you know, I, I guess I only share that because um, if if we want the best, we got to be willing to pay the ultimate price. I believe when it comes to this. You do, and I and I think that you don't. You know, the best people in the world they are not the best people in the world every single day. And the only way you become the best person in the world is to also experience bad training days and not great races and things like that. That's how you learn, actually. It's right. really, you don't learn from when things go perfectly well. You learn when things don't go so well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I always share, like, learning experiences, they sometimes suck because that means something good didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, so I didn't finish Kona last year. It's the second race that I not have DNF'd. And um, that was a really hard blow for me because like I said I mean I I mean I was like in convulsions on the side of the road so there was there medically I there wasn't right. really any way I was gonna be able to finish but it was hard for me mentally to, to have that happen because I really pride myself in always getting across the finish line yeah I don't know what that's like at the elite level, but I know what that's like at the age group level. It's just not a, <laughs> not a lot of fun, man. No, it's not. <laughs> but this is going to be a great story for uh, Kona when you when you do triumph through uh, in that race. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I always believe it's not about the setback; it's about the comeback. That's right. <laughs> one of the things that I like to interview all the guests on is that hinge moment, that one defining moment that connects who we are with who we become. Um, and I kind of shared about it in the intro, but can you talk to us about the hinge moment in your life? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, actually, I, mean, I think that there were kind of two moments that happened in a very short period to one another um, that really were pretty life-changing for me um, and really just kind of changed the whole trajectory of where I was going, what I was doing. And, the first thing was actually um, I was engaged to be married, and um, really was not marrying the right person for me. And um, his family was wonderful, and but I just felt like I was I was going into this life that was just a small piece of me and wasn't kind of reflective of all of who I was. And. I ended up calling off the wedding three weeks before we were going to get married. And that was an incredibly hard decision for me. Um, took me a really long time to kind of get over it and kind of wrap my head around this idea that I could go so far down 
the path that I was three weeks away from getting married and kind of hadn't realized until then that it just really wasn't the right thing. But that happened. And then um, as a result of that, I ended up staying in New York City where I was living and um, kind of had a shift in, in you know, friends and reconnecting with people that I had um, been friends with in college. And there was just like this huge shift going on in my life. And I ended up um, reconnecting with a, a college friend of mine who had signed up for a triathlon. And, um, and I was working in investment banking, so I was working really long hours and smoking and drinking and kind of coping with this this pretty significant change in my life that had gone on and and we um, we went and did this traveling together and it was this really pivotal moment for me in my life because um, I had been an elite athlete growing up and uh, once I graduated from college I had sort of moved away from that and um, really just put all of my efforts into my career and I wasn't doing anything athletically I wasn't working out I wasn't you know I wasn't doing anything and go, just going and doing that triathlon, it kind of got the competitive juices flowing again. And it just got me, it was so exhilarating and so motivating and inspiring. And I loved being out there and seeing people, you know, of all different ages and sizes. And, you know, it was just, it was so cool. And, and literally in that moment, I stopped smoking. I went and got a bike. I started training. And... And from there, like my life just took a totally different direction. So where I thought I was going to be getting married and you know having kids and and kind of going this one direction, suddenly and I was had this really successful career in finance, and suddenly I was wanting to be a professional triathlete and give up my career in finance, and I was single and independent. And um, the next thing I knew, I I had I'd given up my career and moved to California and started racing and training full-time as a professional athlete and um, it was honestly the best it was kind of it was it was one of these these moments where it was extremely painful time in my life but then it ended up being the most rewarding and exciting and sort of pivotal time that I've experienced you know ever really it's cool so that's such an amazing story um, like there is no breakthrough without a breakdown. I mean, I, I, I guess I mean there's so many people that would be listening to this and, and think that there's that they can't do whatever they want because they've they've gone down this different path. But you showed that to be different. I mean, you got reconnected with yourself and are now absolutely living out your passion. What a fantastic what a fantastic message to to help others. Yeah, I think it. You know, for me, I think I look back on it and. I feel just really proud of that whole time in general because, like you said, it, I I think I a I, I was able to kind of look internally and and really commit to who I was as a person and, and follow that, and then also be, have kind of the guts and the bravery to one, make some really tough decisions, like in my personal life, but then also in my professional life, because I had this really great job where I was making very good money and I was leading a you know, really wonderful life, lifestyle. It wasn't very balanced, but I you know, owned an apartment in New York and had a lot of financial security, which is important to a lot of people. And I kind of gave it all up to pursue something that 
just I was really passionate about and, and got me really excited and um, yeah I wasn't disillusioned I you know I realized I have to make a living and 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 kind of get by but um, I think that pursuing your passion also can really lead to success down you know down the line as well and it, it takes hard work I mean I um, from a financial standpoint for me it took me four years of racing professionally as a triathlete before I was um, kind of profitable and and really making money um, and so I was using the savings that I had had from from my time in finance but um, but the journey has been just so so incredible and rewarding and um, I'm so much happier than I think that I ever could have possibly been had I continued down the path that I was on. Where, where did the belief come into play with, with your ability to make that decision and, and to not only stay with it because I mean it in no way I mean it was that an easy thing to do and but but you did it where did that belief come from um I mean I think I'm a fairly pragmatic person um so you know my the commitment that I made when I did it was I thought okay well I've been working in finance for 10 years and I'm smart, I have an education. That's not all, that's not going away, you know? So I thought, I'm gonna try this triathlon thing for two years, and if it doesn't look like I'm on the right trajectory to really be able to be successful at it, um, then I'll go back to finance. You know, I felt like I could be out of the, out of the field for two years, and, um, and that would be okay. Or even if I didn't go back to finance, I feel like I'm, I'm smart enough and capable enough that I could, you know, do traveling for a couple of years, and if it wasn't working out, go back and, and find another job and, and you know, continue down a, a career, you know, the corporate world career path. And um, so that was sort of the commitment I made to myself. And um, you set another then, goal. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and so I was pragmatic. It wasn't like I was. I mean, I from my standpoint, I don't need to make. A ton of money, but I want to make enough that I can cover my expenses and, you know, just not be stressed out financially, right? Mm -hmm. But I was also willing, I guess, for a period of time to put myself in a stressful position to be able to achieve my goals. And then, you know, I think in terms of within triathlon, um, it's a good question. Like, I don't know if it's taught or if it's innate or. I don't know, but I have just, I'm one of those people that I've always had a really strong belief in what's possible. And I think part of that is I grew up with two older brothers and the only way that I was ever going to be able to do anything with them growing up was if I could, if I was tough, you know, if I never cried, I didn't, if I fell down, I got up and kept going. Um, and just kind of this determination to be able to kind of do whatever it was that they were doing. And so I think that I kind of have approached everything in my life that way as well. You know, when I go into triathlon, I'm not, um, like I know that the, it's gonna be incredibly hard and I'm gonna have to work my butt off and there's gonna be times when it's not really gonna be very fun, but I have this, determination and understanding that that's what it takes to, to 
get to, to where I need to go and to reach my goals. And I have this willingness to put myself and like go through the hurt and the pain to be able to kind of get, get there. Yeah. So, and I think with that comes the belief that, that anything is achievable. Like if you, if you know that you are willing to work harder than anybody else and hurt more than anybody else and you know, pretty much go through anything that you need to go through to achieve your goals, then it, I don't think it's very hard to like to believe in what is possible. With that, with that belief, I mean, can you share, because obviously there are people listening to this podcast that, uh, I, I always say we're all athletes, our office is just different, but talk to us about that experience for, you know, all the hard work, everything you put into it with all the training, and then when you do succeed, what's what's that like? It's pretty special. Um, I remember in 2015, when I placed seventh at the World Championships, um, that was a race, that was a breakout race for me. And it was a race where everything sort of came together. Um, I didn't have, I mean, I was second to last out of the water, so it wasn't like I had a perfect swim or anything like that, but I had this great bike ride, and I just had a great run, and I kept on moving up through the field, and it, I'm not a particularly emotional person, but even now talking about it, it makes me emotional, because when you put so much heart and soul into something, and then it, your, your goals are achieved, it kind of, it's not shocking, but it's just like, it is surprising almost at the same time because it's like you're working towards something, you're working towards something, and then it's it's there, and it's it's very emotional and a very, you know, it's a huge source of sense of pride and accomplishment and just, and then for me, I just set higher goals, like the bar then goes higher. So I allow myself to kind of relish in the moment and, and feel really proud, which I you know, still do to this day. Like I think back to that, and I, and it, I, I get very emotional about you know that that one race. Um, but then I set the bar higher because it's, it's really you know that's how you just keep improving and keep growing. Right. On on that line, you know, many people have held up a trophy, and and then have had that feeling of is is that it? or people have held up that trophy and then that feeling only lasts because it is a moment and although important moment it's just a moment how is the process more important than the product when it comes to that i think absolutely i think that if you if you're only results focused you're never going to you probably are never going to achieve the results you have to mm-hmm. i think one really enjoy the process and that doesn't mean you have to love every single moment I mean I will tell you there like this morning I woke up and I did go out on a two-hour ride and it was you know I had a race yesterday and I'm sore and achy and tired and I didn't really want to go out riding but generally you have to enjoy the process and 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 really have your mind be on just that the process not on the results and if you stay process oriented then the results come and and the result is really a product of you know all of that consistent training that you've done day in and day out 
And by consistent, that, again, that doesn't mean that every day you're going to be really successful. It's just you're showing up every day and you're getting the work done. And, um, so. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's getting back to never ever giving up and testing out your philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, um, yeah, I mean, you, you have to enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, and this is like not even about sport, it's about anything in life. I mean, if you're generally not enjoying the process of what you're doing, then it's probably time to look to do something that you do enjoy because you'll be so much more successful at it if you're if you're enjoying it and you're even more committed to it. Yeah. If um, when it comes then to you know those those pain moments um, where things aren't going well, how is it, and what do you? What is it that you say to yourself, but how is it that you dig deep? I know you mentioned about kind of adjusting those goals, but what is it that you do to, to reach that, that point where you kind of meet yourself and find out you know, who you are? How do you do it? It's a good question. I know, these are, um, I know these are easy questions you get like at the supermarket every day. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, well, it's kind of about staying process-oriented, to be honest. I mean, when I look at what I do in a race, there's some. There's actually a lot that goes into um, getting the most out of myself, is the best way I can describe it. So, if I'm going through a really tough moment in a race, the first thing I do is kind of check myself and say, when was the last time I ate? When was the last time I drank? Okay. You know, do I have enough calories? Am I bonking? You know, so I, because I know a lot of uh, the fluctuations in your attitude and sort of like where you are mentally, in an Ironman is dictated by how well fueled you are. Yeah. So that's sort of like the first thing is as soon as I start having kind of negative thoughts or feeling really low, that's sort of the first place that my mind goes to. and. And I know that usually when that when it's like that, it's because I'm underfueled. So I, the first thing I do will be to eat and drink and get calories in me. But the next thing I do is I start just chipping away to get back up to where um, where I want to be. So I'm just putting out arbitrary cases. But let's say that I'm supposed to be running a eight minute mile, and I'm running a nine minute mile, rather than like forcing myself and feeling like I'm a failure because I'm running a nine minute mile and trying to get that eight minute mile back, I'll say, okay, I'm just trying to run 840. It's okay, okay. Okay, you're running 840, try 835. And I just start kind of whittling my way back up. And usually what happens is I get the calories in me and I kind of go through this process of very incremental small successes and they feed upon one another and I'm able to get back up to where I should be racing at. And I think that's sort of the key is, you know, rather than telling yourself, oh, I'm failing, this is awful, it's going through a process to set yourself up for, to get back kind of on a successful track and to set yourself up for success. So it's, like I said, it's, it's really staying kind of process oriented and not getting caught up in the emotion of what's going on in that moment. Yeah. Is it the same thing, like if you're dueling it out with somebody, although feeling great, and then just being able to dig that 
that a little deeper? Is it the same thing, focusing on the process? Totally. I mean, it, yeah, and, and, and also just, I mean, yesterday is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was running, and, and to, to be honest, I wasn't feeling that great. I just coming off a big block of training, and my legs were, were tired and actually aching during the run. And um, it, there was a, a woman who was coming up behind me, and at one point she was three seconds behind me. And I literally said to myself in that moment, she is not going to pass me. She mm-hmm. is not. And I thought, there's no way that she can run under six minute, uh, under six minute pace for the next six miles. So you just need to focus on running under six minute miles. And I just put my head down and I committed to it. And by the next kind of checkpoint where we turned around and started heading back into town, I had put 30 seconds into her. So. Of course you're hurting and of course it would have been very easy for me in that moment where she had caught up to me and was running three seconds behind me to say, oh, I'm tired and my legs hurt and this just isn't my day and, you know, oh, she's going to pass me and okay, it's fine, whatever. You know, the, the fourth place person was quite a ways back, so I've got third place secured. Right. But I just made a decision in that moment, like, no, she is not going to pass me and screw that. <laughs> Yeah. And I just put my head down and and did it. And I think there's a lot that comes out of the kind of a pa- the power of positivity. And and it's really the decisions that you make in your mind. It's like that split second as to whether or not you're gonna do something or not do something. And that's I love that story because in that essence of that moment when you I guess got back to your your grit and mental toughness and making that decision. That moment right there, that's gonna pay off in the future as well, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that, again, like, that's also where, you know, going back to not every day is perfect, I was really tired yesterday, Mm -hmm. and it would have been a really easy thing for me to just say, oh, I'm tired, and this just isn't my day, but actually, you, it will probably be a moment that I will remember in another race. Right. You know, I do that frequently. Like, if things are getting tough, I'll think, oh, you did that in another race and that paid off. Or, do you remember that workout where you were dying, but you, you know, just put your head down and you got it done and you were successful? I mean, those moments where things are really tough and then you actually succeed are the times that you, that gives you confidence and you can always look back on those. So, yeah. It's really important not to give up. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> love it. You know, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to have one last question. I really love that one. I wrote down that quote. There's a lot that goes into getting the most out of yourself. I don't know if you came up with that, but I'm going to credit you with it. That's Yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a good though. quote. Oh, absolutely. That's a good quote. What is it, what's one piece of information, one piece of advice that you can share with the listeners here when it comes to mental toughness, as in you need to do this if, if you want to get the most out of yourself? Uh, I mean, I think I kind of two things. One is a willingness to be pragmatic. Um, it's it once once you allow emotions to get involved and kind of overtake overtake your your thinking, 
that's where things can sort of go downhill. So it's really important just to, you know, push emotions to the side and stay pragmatic. And then also always stay process oriented. I mean, there's going to be negative influences coming at you from all sides, whether it be in sport or in work or in life. And you just have to kind of put the blinders up and just don't be derailed by the negative things that happen. Just figure out what you need to do to overcome those negative things and just keep moving towards your goal. And that's, I think, really critical. Yeah, very nice. Um, Sarah, where can people just follow you and learn more about you? What's the best, what's the best way? Uh, well, I have a website, sarahcampiano.com, um, and I, um, you can sign up for my newsletter there, which I um, put out usually monthly or you know every couple months. Um, and I'm also on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Okay. So um, at Sarah Campiano and at SPampiano on Twitter. And we'll put the links in there. Do you want to give? Um, I know we have a similar sponsor, but do you want to give a shout out to the sponsors right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I am honestly, I'm so fortunate for, for all of my sponsors. It's, um, you know, we go out there and compete and it looks like it's an individual sport, but so much goes in from so many different angles, um, in terms of people supporting me and what I'm trying to accomplish. And I, I really wouldn't be able to do it without them, but, um, you know, SOS, which is my hydration sponsor is, um, just incredible and they've been a, an amazing supporter of mine over the last few years. Um, Sockney, which is my shoe sponsor. Um, Cliff Bar, which is my nutrition sponsor and is um, honestly just such a great company. I think uh, I think it's worth eating, buying their product and eating it just for the company that they are. <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're such an incredible company. Um, Zone 3, which is my wetsuit sponsor. Ritty Project, which is helmet and sunglasses. Um, Halo Neuroscience, which uh, does neural priming, and um, Circuit Core, which I use for all of my kind of biometric uh, needs that I have. Um, and there's a bunch of other other sponsors that I that I have as well. But I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one gets there alone. That's true. So a lot goes into it. Uh, again, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, it was fun to be on. Thank you for listening to the Mental Toughness Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at Dr. Rob Bell or 